0: 1, two, three, four, five. 1, 2. 1, 2, 3, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three. Okay. Now, the five people that came out, three out of the five wrote more things that they don't like about themselves. Than, what they like about themselves. Okay. So three out of five of them wrote more about what they don't like about themselves than what they like about themselves. The things that they would like to change they wrote more. Praise God. And we all answered the question Everybody else except one person said when I look at a group photograph that I'm in there right the first person I will look at, look for is myself right? Okay. So the title of today's service message praise God. Is the blessing of looking unto Jesus? (laughs) I caught you. (laughs) Okay, may I have this? Thank you very much. Glory to God. Let's turn our Bibles to Numbers chapter 23. Numbers 23. from our little experiment or from our little exercises we see that how there is a natural way to look at yourself let us pray father in the name of jesus thank you for this morning Lord, we receive your word. We receive it with meekness in our hearts. Lord, your word has the ability to change, has the ability to transform, has the ability to bring miracles. We embrace it this morning in the name of Jesus. The eyes of our understanding are enlightened in the name of Jesus. We walk worthy of you unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work, the word of God is glorified in our midst, and it has free course in our hearts. We receive it not as the word of man, but as the word of God. Thank you, Father. All Scripture is is inspired by God. It is profitable for doctrine. It is profitable for reproof. It is profitable for correction. It is profitable for instruction. We we'll receive all, all that and much more in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 23. Let's read verse 20 and verse 21. Numbers 23, verse 20 and 21. This is the story of Balaam. Balaam, the, the prophet that was um, employed by Balak. Okay? The king of the, the Amorites now. Praise the Lord. He, he employed um, this man called Balaam who had a reputation for for prophesying, and whatever he said, okay, whatever the king of the Moabites, right? Okay, that was Balak, that of the, and so he employed Balaam because Balaam had a a reputation that whatever Balaam said would come to pass. Okay, he had the ability to bless people. He had the ability to. To curse people, and whatever pronouncements he made, he always they were they were always on point. <laughs> Amen. And so, because he felt threatened after hearing what about what had happened to the children of the Amorites, the the the, the and the, uh, 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 the Jericho people, you know. After hearing what had happened to them in the hands of the Israelites, Bilak was threatened and he wanted to keep his people safe. He wanted to still keep his territory. He still, he wanted, you know, he didn't want to be conquered by Israel. So, and he knew that there was a force behind them, that it was not ordinary, okay? Because this was, these people were not trained soldiers. They were, they were bonds. they were slaves that came out of Egypt, you know, and they were just taking territories. And so he employed Balaam. Hey, come and curse these people for me. So Balaam tried to do that. But every time he did, he could not. And then he made this pronouncement in verse 22, verse 20 of uh, 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 Numbers chapter 23. Okay? I just gave you a brief background of the story. He now said, uh, verse nineteen. That's where you see that scripture. God is not a man that he should lie, neither is the son of man that he should repent. Okay, mm. in case you have never seen that scripture before, that is where it is. Praise the Lord. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Mm. You know, uh, he said, "Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he has blessed." Talking about God, he said, "I cannot reverse it." Next verse, he said, he has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him and the shout of a king is among them. Verse 23 is our famous scripture. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. Okay? In case you have been also been wondering where that scripture is, that is where it is. Make sure you write it down so that you don't forget it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How we see ourselves matter a lot in life. Praise the Lord. The natural tendency of man, my, my message is very short this morning. Hopefully. You know. The natural tendency because we live in a world that dwells on negativity a lot. We live in a world where people want to speak where it is easier to speak evil of people. Where bad news travels faster than good news. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many of you have received news about the number of people that, are, that were born today? That were born, given birth to yesterday? You won't see such a news. But let there be an accident where 18 people died somewhere in Nigeria. You, the news will come up. Even not even in Nigeria. In any part of the world, you, the news will come up. Why? The world dwells and leans on, rolls on negative news. And people, the natural mind tends to look out for negative things about himself. Hallelujah. They spot negative, bad things, evil things, things that are not good. Okay? They they, they, they do that. They, They tend to see that. Hallelujah. Please switch off your phone. Help us. Okay? And because of that, people find it difficult, challenging, Amen. To to accept the good about themselves. When someone comes, walks up to you and starts to tell you nice things about yourself. Amen. Some people say, you are flattering me. No, you are flattering me. You are flattering me. You are flattering me. No. We find it difficult to receive good news, good things about when people say good things about us. Hallelujah. And do you know that is the way many look at God also in relation to them. That's why it takes faith to accept what God says about you. So people think even believers alike think that okay you know what should i do what should i do to be able to please god more what should i do to be able to, to be in, in god's good, good books more what should i do i mean what where am i coming short you know so sermons, you know we, because we have heard sermons and over and over and over that've talked about you know where we come short all all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when when you think about yourself in relation to God, you are saying, okay. So where where should I, you know, uh, where where am I not where am I not measuring up? Okay, I'm not praying enough. I'm not uh, I, I, I'm not sacrificing enough. Okay, I need to buckle up more in this area. I need to buckle up more in that area. Hallelujah. So even when People say when we hear when we when we say we should make confessions and say we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, uh, you know, somehow it still bounces off. Someone sent me a message this morning. Oh, Pastor. I, I don't know, please, I, 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 I went from when I was a child, there was a prophecy about me that I'm going to serve God and then uh, I also dream and see myself, uh, you know, ministering uh, both in white garment churches and, uh, and uh, Pentecostal churches, uh, uh, doing miracles and all that, but here I am, you know, I have I, not been able to I've not been able to amount to that uh, because I, I am so much, I am a very sinful person or something like that. You know, I'm full of sin and uh, I want you to help me so I can serve God more. Colossians chapter 1. We read that in our last, uh, last week. Colossians 1 verse 21. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the Bible tells us that in our minds uh, that we are enemies of God in our minds. Verse 21. It says, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet has he now reconciled. So, we, man naturally is an enemy of God in his mind. Not that God is his enemy. So, he believes in his mind that God that God is his enemy. That God is anti-him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, even Christians, uh, you know, they know, they, they've heard it, God is for us, God is for us. But when the rubber meets the road, uh, when, when, it, when, when, when things face them, uh, they t- find it easier to believe that God is against them. If not, if not because God is against me, I mean, things should have been smoother for me. Oh, I know I'm suffering this because of the law of karma. Because I've not done some things right, some things well. And so we see ourselves many times in the the negative. Especially when things are not going smoothly. But look at this man. In numbers chapter 23 this is a very f- interesting passage of scripture Balaam was was told to curse Israel when he got up the hill and wanted to curse Israel he couldn't verse 20 verse 20 numbers 23 I want us to read it carefully Behold, I have received commandments to bless. And he has blessed, blessed who? Blessed who? Blessed Israel. He says he has blessed Israel and I cannot reverse it. He has blessed Israel I cannot reverse it. In other words, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 tells us. It says, blessed be God. The father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us. Who, Glory to God. Who has blessed us. Now, Balaam said... He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. In other words, there is something about the blessing of God. One of the characteristics of the blessing of God is that it is irreversible. Amen. He said he has blessed and I cannot reverse it. A natural man is so quick to believe that the blessing can be easily reversed. But he says uh, he has blessed. Now, here was a man uh, that had the reputation uh, of speaking words uh, that when he speaks those words, uh, those words will come to pass. Or else, uh, I mean, to cause a people, not just a person to speak words over a whole nation. One man. He had that reputation. But here, he met with people, with a people. He said, these people, there's something about them. They are blessed. He said, they have been blessed of God. I cannot reverse it. Now, the question is this. Look at it. When it's when this man places a curse or a blessing and uh, it comes to pass in people's lives, was it that, or rather it came to pass in people's lives, was it that this man was teleguiding them? Was it that he was following them all over the place to ensure that it happened? No. He just made those pronouncements uh, and there were forces that made things to align together to ensure that whatever he said came to pass. And so, he said, when he came to Israel, he said, I can't curse these people. I can't reverse it. So, which means uh, that whatever force uh, that was behind his words... uh, Could not overcome the forces behind the blessing that God had released upon the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. Come on, tell yourself, I am blessed. And that is irreversible. I am irreversibly blessed. Oh, come on, you didn't say it well enough. I am irreversibly blessed. It can't be reversed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, put your hands on your head. Uh, The blessing upon my life uh, cannot be reversed. (laughs) He says he's blessed to me. More interestingly, the next verse. Look at the next verse. You know, when we talk about the blessing of God, this this we are not talking about something that that, that 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 can be that you need to earn you don't try to earn it the blessing of god is the blessing of god glory to god glory to god hallelujah Look at the next verse, let's read this together. One to go. He has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God! He said, He said, He has not. Okay, someone says, uh, Well, you know, maybe the, 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 the mistakes, the sin, the things that you know, my inadequacies, uh, you know. Will we'll, we'll, we'll stop the blessing. He said, He has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Now, this was a whole nation of about 3 million people, estimatedly. He said, God is looking at them. He said, He has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Ah. Glory to God. <laughs> Think about that. A whole nation, he said he has not beheld it. Kabra Vagadaya. Which is, let me ask you a question. Was it that all of them, the whole 300 million, 3 million people, all of them were perfectly, perfectly, was it that, I mean, Couldn't you have seen people that tried to look for another, carry another man's wife, you know, or someone that uh, that just lied to a child that just lied to the mother that I was not the one that stole the meat, or two friends that you know maybe they had had financial dealings with one another and uh, something. I mean, in uh, three million people, and remember, these were three million unsaved people. Who didn't have eternal life on the inside of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These were three million people, right, that had experienced uh, idol worship and taking part. Some of them had taken part, if not most of them had taken part in idol worship while in Egypt. These were three million people who murmured against God and against Moses. These were three million fearful people at the Red Sea. These were three people, three million people that complained when they did not see food. When they did not see water to drink. They were like, oh, these were three million people who were in unbelief. And unbelief caused them to spend 40 years, instead of 40 days in the wilderness. I mean, these were 3 million people that, I mean, if you were going to count their sins, you would have been picking them, I mean, like, like ripe cherries. But look at what God said. Look at this man. He said, God has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness. Ooh, glory. <laughs> so, which means that, listen, God has not changed. He's been the same. Micah chapter, Micah chapter 7. Micah chapter 7. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When James says that he's not a fault-finding God, that's who he is. Micah chapter seven, verse eighteen. Micah seven, verse eighteen. Who is a God like unto thee? That pardons iniquity, that passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. Let me give you the picture. Pastor, please come. Hallelujah. He says, can you go behind him? He says, who is a God like unto thee that pardons iniquity and passes by your transgression to reach you? This is the transgression. He wants to reach him. He passes by it. When we think about ourselves, we think this is the blockade to get to God reaching us. Are you listening to me? We think, the natural man thinks this is the barrier to God reaching me. But Micah says, he does what? He passes by it. That's why he could say to the, uh, concerning Israel, he said, I, he said, he does not, uh, he has not beheld it. He has not seen it. Because he chose not to see it, he is a reconciler. He is a forgiver. He doesn't uh, behold it. He does not what what does he do? He said he said he passes by it, he pardons it, bend down, he pardons it, bend down, bend down, uh. Uh-huh. He pardons it until you don't see it anymore. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Verse. He will turn again. He will have compassion. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou will cast all their sins into the depth of the sea. That's how he looks at us. (laughs) <laughs> glory to God glory to God he said he will subdue it he will so subdue it that you can pass behind by it you won't even see it why He's, he said look, look at the next verse he said you will perform the truth to Jacob And the mercy to Abraham, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. Are you listening to me? He has to perform it. That is his goal. So nothing must stop stop it. Nothing can act as a barrier. Whatever is going to act as a barrier, it will subdue it. Glory to God. He said he will subdue our iniquities. Not you. He didn't ask you to subdue. You can't subdue it. He is the one that will do it. And he did it in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. He did it in Christ Jesus. He did it in Christ Jesus. And that's the reason why he said concerning Israel. Please, thank you very much. Go sit down. He said, I have not beheld any iniquity, I have not seen any perverseness. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. The high priests in the time of Israel, I'm trying to paint a picture to you. Glory to God. The high priest garments, right, had uh, On his breastplate, right, he had something uh, like a sash that had 12 stones, precious stones. They were not just stones, not just any house stones. Precious stones, right? Four rows of it. Three here, three here, three here, three here. Okay, so four rows. And each of those precious stones had the names of the children of Israel, each tribe, engraved. It was not just written, it was engraved into it. It was what? Engraved. Exodus chapter 20, 39, verse 14. Quickly, look at it. It was engraved. It was engraved in it. Glory to God. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Number one, they were precious stones. Number two, the names were engraved. Now, something that is engraved, it means it's something that can't be changed. If you try to erase, to remove something that is engraved, you are going to change, you are going to alter the, the, the thing upon which it's, it's been engraved, isn't it? Yeah, you will have to alter it. So, that is an irreversible thing in that sense. It's something permanent. Look at it. And the stones were according to the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet. Everyone with his name according to the twelve tribes. And where did he place them? He didn't place them on the back. Place them on the chest. Listen, you and I have been engraved forever in the heart of Jehovah. That's where you are. That's how he sees you. Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 verse 5. Revelation 3 verse 5. Glory to God. And he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed with white agreement. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He said he won't blot you out. Someone says he that overcomes. How do you overcome? We overcame by the blood of the lamb. This is not talking about the future. This is something that has happened. The day you got born again, are you listening to me? You became permanently engraved. Because he has perfected you forever. Hebrews 10, 14. Through that perfect sacrifice. And so you've got to see yourself. Don't see yourself as inadequate. Because he's not seeing you that way. The devil who is the accuser seeks to point out uh, your inadequacies. And therefore robs you of your confidence of faith. But God said, I have not seen it. I have not beheld it. I have subdued it instead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I saying something here this morning? So, every morning when you wake up, focus on what God has said concerning you. Focus on who he has called you. He said, I have not beheld it. Thank you, Father. Because you have not beheld iniquity in me. Thank you, Father. Because you have not seen any perverseness in me. Thank you, Father. Because you have subdued my iniquities. Thank you, Father. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Lord. The blessed. I am so blessed it can't be reversed. Oh, bravo, Gada! No. In other words, no matter what is said about Nigeria, no matter what is happening in this nation, see, you are irreversibly blessed. I'm telling you, you are irreversibly. You, you are irreversible. It can't be reversed. Koshé, koshé, change. It can't be changed. That concerning you can't be changed. So don't allow the devil to, to don't embrace the devil's lies. I say, okay, there is a family cause maybe that is running upon, that is running my family. That is affecting me. No! You are the blessed of the Lord. I've got to say it again. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the blessed of the Lord. Rise up every morning, say I'm blessed. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God is not about to do again what He has already done. He blessed you. Come on, look at yourself again and say, I'm blessed. I'm just, I'm I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. I'm so so blessed. So blessed. So blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The blessing of looking unto Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12. We are learning to turn away from ourselves to look to Jesus. Jesus defines you as a believer. Sin consciousness uh, brings you down. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, it will rob you of confidence. It will rob you of your faith. It will make your faith inactive. When you focus more on yourself. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us how do we lay aside verse 2 tells us many times that we try to lay aside by our own efforts no glory to god he tells us how to lay it aside verse 2 how do we lay it aside looking unto jesus tell your neighbor looking unto jesus tell say neighbor we lay aside uh, by looking unto Jesus. Pastor, please come, stand again. This is what it means to look unto Jesus. Kind come. Hallelujah. She looks like Jesus. Come. Doesn't she look like Jesus? The blood of Jesus on her head. <laughs> Can they stand behind him? Okay. Looking unto Jesus. Stand a bit far. Try to distract him. But you make sure that you're looking unto Jesus. Do everything you can, without touching him. Okay, to try to distract him, make noise, na, 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 whatever it is. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do all you can. Come on, ah, show more acting. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Do you see that? He he no matter what he tries to do as long as what he is looking onto Jesus whatever is behind him will not matter whatever is behind him that is trying to distract him okay I would have said you should, use, you should use swear words, but you are a believer. Those, those things should not come out of your mouth. He uses swear words. He calls him all kinds of names. Say, look at you. You are so stupid. Look at you. You are so black. You are so tall. You are, in fact, look at, in fact, you don't even have any money in your pocket. In fact, look at you. Your parents don't have any money. In fact, the the the, the family you come from is a bad, terrible family. Look at yesterday. You lied. You remember? Remember you lied yesterday you lied to your wife that you were coming to church and you went to, you know, you understand. In fact, Amen, let's stop there. You know, but as long as he's what? He's looking unto Jesus. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. When he hears all those noises that try to define him based on his performance, as long as he keeps looking at Jesus, amen. He will see himself in the mirror. This is his reflection. So when you come and ask him, Who are you? Describe yourself. What is he going to be seeing? This is the way he's going to describe himself. He sees Jesus blessed. He sees Jesus, you know. Seated in the heavens, in the heavenlies, in the place of authority. He sees Jesus well. He sees Jesus prosperous. He sees Jesus an overcomer. He sees Jesus victorious. and That's what he would define about himself. He sees Jesus good. He sees Jesus kind. He sees Jesus is love. That is what he will continue to see about himself. He sees Jesus that even though he came from you know some, from he had some he, his he had some funny natural backgrounds like people like uh, what's that woman's name Rehab the Harlots you know in his genealogy there was Harlotry there in his genealogy you know who else who else who, so he came from the genealogy of Solomon Solomon was the, also part of the genealogy the man that had. 300 uh, wives and uh, 700 concubines. He didn't say, ah, that spirit of 300 wife and 700 concubines upon him. No, he didn't come upon him. He saw himself as God saw himself, saw him. That is what it means. Now, we can't see Jesus physically. So how do we look unto Jesus? Hallelujah. John chapter 1 verse 1 tells us, in the beginning was the word and the word Was with God. Come on, open your Bible to it. Open your Bible to it. John chapter 1. I know you can quote it. Some of you can't quote it. Some of you will be seeing it for the first time today. John chapter 1, verse 1. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just pretend as if you can quote it and open the Bible. Amen. Okay. In the beginning, uh huh. Uh huh. And the word was God. So, who is the word? Jesus is the word. So when he's looking at Jesus, uh, what is he looking at? The more you look at the word, uh, the better the picture. The more you look at the word, uh, the clearer the picture. The more you look at the word, uh, the quicker it is for you to reject that which is not who, that you have not been called. All men, men may label you, be, label you, you know, Differently. But you know what? You go with the flow of the word. Looking unto Jesus. He's the author. And the finisher. Of whatever faith it is that you have. Glory to God. Amen. Clap for them. Let them sit down. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you look to him. Psalm 34, quickly, let's run there. When you look to him, when you look unto him, what will he resolve? Psalm 34, verse 4, quickly. Psalm 34. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Next verse. They looked unto him and what? Come on. They looked unto him and What? And their faces were not ashamed. The more you look to him, you will not be ashamed. See, when you look to him, when you look unto him, your, the summation of your life will not be shame. See, you can't look to him and be ashamed. You can't look to him and be ashamed. They looked unto him. They were lightened. And their faces, the outcome of their lives, was not shame. When you look to yourself in the flesh, you will see things that will cause shame. There are things about you that nobody should know about. You wouldn't want anybody to know about. Because if they should ever hear about them, it can bring shame. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. When you look to him, you will be delivered from self-occupation. You are too occupied with yourself. You are too occupied with yourself. Yeah. Peter was so occupied with himself and he began to sink. Jesus said, Come. And he stepped out. He began to walk on water. And then the Bible said, When he saw the wind us, he began to remember that, Ah, wait, I'm walking on water. <laughs> and he suddenly forgot that Jesus was on the water with, with him and he began to sink. Listen, when you look too much at your frailties and your inadequacies and your mistakes and the wrong decisions that you have made in times past, praise God. Listen, you can't move forward. You will start to sink more. But there is the ability of God on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. You messed up the first time. Oh, no, I'm I, no, 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 no. In the name of Jesus, I've got the ability of God on the inside of me. This thing, I'm overcoming it because I'm an overcomer. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. I am risen with Christ, seated with him in the heavenly places. Uh, far above all principality and ah, power. In the name of Jesus, uh, nothing can overcome me. Nothing can subdue me on this earth. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I'm on the rise again. What are you doing? You are looking at yourself in Him. Glory to God. Don't be too occupied with yourself. Self pity is not humility, self pity is actually pride. You are proud and arrogant by not accepting the righteousness which is of God. Paul said concerning the children of Israel. He said, he said in Romans chapter 10 let's look at it. Romans 10 verse 1. Romans 10 verse 1. Quickly. Romans 10. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. Next verse. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Why? How do they know that it's not according to the right knowledge? Because they are ignorant of God's righteousness. And going about to establish their own righteousness. Don't go about establishing who you are in yourself. Amen. Amen. Ah, this is who I am, oh. I am a very forgetful person. This is who I am. Who, you know, when I, when, I, I'm, when I try to get things, I, I don't get things easily. This is who I am. That's not who you are. Hallelujah. You are a child of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, this is a trajectory of my life. I always struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle until I get things. I mean, before I get things. What are you doing? You are establishing your own righteousness. He said they are establishing their own righteousness. They have not submitted. Oh, glory. They have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. That is, they have not submitted themselves to what God has called them. Ask your neighbor, have you submitted to what God has called you? Are you submitting on a daily basis to what God has called you? when you go for that interview, they say you don't qualify. Sorry. What will you call yourself? What will you call, call yourself? What will you call yourself? What will you call yourself? Will you call yourself what that person has called you or what God has said concerning you? Listen, this should be your attitude. When, I go for an, when you go for an interview, because I'm not going for an interview any longer, I'm not looking for a job. Yeah, when you go for an interview and they don't give you... Say, well, glory to God, hallelujah. They just missed somebody, a good worker. I have a better place that is right in front of me. Who, oh, for the joy that was set before him. There's a joy that is set before me. They just missed a good worker. I listen to me. Say, I see... You know, ah, my elder brother, before he got his job, seven years after he graduated... Hey, my elder sister... Uh, before she, she got a job. Ah, it was four years. In fact, wait, she, she got the job. It, in fact, she, just, she had to settle for less than what. Say, well, okay. It's, the, the, you know that's what the devil was telling you. You know, that, that, you know that's the way it runs in your family. <laughs> what are you doing? You are establishing yourself in your own righteousness. Say, no, I submit. To what? To the righteousness of God which is by faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm who God says I am. I'm not settling for less. I look unto Jesus. He's the author, the finisher of my faith. I am not ashamed. I look unto him. He has not found iniquity in me. He has not seen perverseness in me. Hallelujah. The Lord is in the midst of me. And there is a shouting of a king coming from my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet somebody. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Why don't you lift up your hands and thank him this morning. Yeah, I am who he says I am. I won't let the world determine, define me. No, 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 no. Hallelujah! I look unto Jesus. I look unto His Word. Come on, declare who you are. He saw the formation of a cross. So when God sees the children of Israel, what does a cross stand for? The cross stands for redemption. The cross stands for the blood. The cross stands for sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God saw them. No wonder. He said I have not seen. Iniquity. I have not beheld. Perverseness. What what was he beholding all the while? The cross. It may not have meant anything to Balaam but it meant something to God. He said at the center of it was the tabernacle where the sacrifices were made continually. Hallelujah. The blood of bulls and goats that was sacrificed it ensured that the blessing could not be reversed. How much more? The blood of the son of God that perfect sacrifice. Are you listening to me? I'm saying this for you to be so convinced that when he sees you, he sees his righteousness. Glory to God. He sees his righteousness. He sees his righteousness. You are irreversibly blessed. You are getting out of this place uh, with holy anger. And you are saying to the devil, oh, bring whatever it is. I am irreversibly blessed. There is nothing you can say. There is no pronouncement from anywhere oh, that can turn, that can reverse that for which I have been blessed. Are you listening to me? Come on, shout it out. I'm blessed. I am irreversibly blessed. I'm asking you to shout it so that when you get home, you can shout it also. Are you listening to me? When those thoughts come, uh, oh, when those thoughts of inadequacy and failure and uh, and, uh, and limitations, uh, and the devil tells you that oh, you can't make it, oh, and the devil tells you that you can't amount to much, uh, and the devil tells you that it's over for you, uh, oh, and the devil tells you that you can't go beyond this point, uh, you shout it out loud uh, and you say, "I'm blessed. I am irreversibly blessed." Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come and worship Him this morning. Give him all the glory. Thank you, Father.